Who's ready for the word tonight? Who's ready for the preaching tonight? Check this out. Before I start, man, I want to break a misconception, all right? So if you're taking notes, um, write down misconception at the top. I'm going to break it for you real quick. Every couple months, every season, we do a night like this for people who never really ever been to church, who have no idea what the Bible is, uh, who Jesus is. They have no idea. And um, so we recognize you guys. And, and as a church, we should always be paying attention to the people that don't know a thing about the Bible. Because, man, we were all that person at some point. Amen. And, uh, man, my first point tonight is you belong here. You belong here. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past looks like, no matter what the people at your school are labeling you, no matter what your parents call you, no matter what your friends, you belong here today in the house of God. Anybody believe that? Come on. You belong here. And what's really crazy, man, because, you know, being young, and being up in Christ, we, sh we try to spread the, the good news to a lot of people. Um, and we try to talk to them, hey, man, come to church. Hey, let me talk to you about who this God person is. And the response I got all the time, and, and you can probably agree, a response I got all the time was this. Hey, man, I got, I got to fix myself before I can get to church. Hey, man, before I get to that big and holy place, I got to get something right within my heart. And that's a misconception. And if you've ever felt that way, if you've ever thought that way, if you've been in church 30 years or 30 seconds, sometimes we feel like that. Like, yo, before I get to church, man, I got I to gotta pray. Before I walk into those doors, people are smiling and they're worshiping. I got to do something in here so I can make sure that I'm okay before I enter this room or enter this place. And that is so wrong. That is so wrong. Check this out. I, I, I want you to, to, to think about this real quick. Do sick people heal themselves? No. And, 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 if, and if someone felt like they weren't right, then that means they feel like they're wrong. Correct? Come on, I'm talking to you guys tonight. Correct? So when someone feels like they're not right, that means they feel like they're wrong and they feel like something's not right within them. So what they try to do is make themselves right before getting to church. Sick people are trying to heal themselves before getting to church. And that's why people never make it to church. Because they're just trying to fix themselves and they're trying to get better and they're trying to stop smoking and they're trying to stop cussing and they're going to try to stop being who they are. And the problem is, you're trying to heal yourself and a broken person, a hurting person, a sick person is trying to heal themselves before they even make it to the hospital. Turn to your neighbor, this is a hospital. Church is a place of healing. And I don't know who you are, I don't know where you've been at, but if you're broken, you made it to the right place. Come on. I don't know who you are, I don't know what they call you, I don't know what they said about you. I hope after tonight you see church, instead of a bunch of people who are got it all together, see it as a bunch of people who are just surrendering with all to God because they don't have it all together. And, and people that are actually coming in and saying, God, I can't take it. God, I'm sick. Can you heal me? And it amazes me. It amazes me sometimes, you know. I came from a church. I'm, I'm messed up. And essentially what you're saying is that you can't come to a, a, a place of freedom because you're in bondage. Come because I'm in bondage. And one thing people do forget, even people that have been in church for a long time, is that church happens every week. Amen. 
Come on, somebody. We're doing this every week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you take breaks. We don't. <laughs> and what amazes me sometimes is that people, a lot of people, man, they say, no, 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 I got to do something with me before I can get to church. And um, just a, a quick news flash. The reason why there is a church in the first place is because God came to us. The reason why there are people in the world that every single Sunday of every single week of every single year, there, there is somebody in church praising God. And the reason why there's people like trying really hard not to sin. And the reason why there's people praying and fasting. And the reason why your grandma still prays. And the reason why there's churches all over the world is because God came to earth. He came through his son, Jesus. God was chilling in heaven one day. He's looking at the world. And he said, man, these people, I gave them Ten Commandments for breaking it. I'm going to send somebody to complete those Ten Commandments. A.K.A. I'm going to send somebody to do what none of y'all can. He sent his son Jesus. Jesus comes in a baby, in a manger, in a small city. He grows up, lives a perfect life. And he's God in a baby form. And he grows up. And he becomes this perfect man. And he starts this movement. He's walking through the streets. He's healing people. people. People really don't believe that Jesus is real. And I want to help you out with that. The world, the, the human history is cracked in half because of Jesus' appearance on earth. You guys understand that? Like, Jesus showing up to the world cracked your history books in half. You got before Christ, and you got when he died. Like, this Bible we read is not a book. Most of it is a history book. Most of it is people's accounts saying, yeah, I was walking down the street with my six foot. Hey. I was walking down the street, and Jesus just took some dirt. He spit on it. He put on some dude's eyes. He began to see. And now I'm following this dude. I'm going to follow this guy. And then, oh, that's a disciple. If you see who the disciples were, you would be Christian in three seconds. Wait, what? A fisherman with a bad mouth and a bad temper cussed Jesus out behind his back three times. Like these dudes were hanging with Jesus and they were the people that no one cared about. And what's really awesome is that to understand who God is and to understand his heart, you got to understand what he did with Jesus and, and, and who he sent to the world because it makes all the difference. My first point tonight is this. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, you belong here. No matter who you are, and if that does not touch your heart, because you know you're not perfect, because you know you mess up, you know, <laughs> I ain't even going there. <laughs> no matter who you are, who you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, you belong here. Does anybody believe that tonight? Here's my definition of Christianity, and you can run with it. You, you can if you don't want to. It's fine. Christianity to me is this, living a life that is not yours. Living a life that is not yours. You know how fun it is to live a life that's not yours? It's pretty fun. Here's an example. You ever thrown a party at a house that's yours? Come on. For the person who opens up their house for a party. That is the worst night of your life. And I'm venting. No, none of you guys are agreeing. Nobody goes party. If you ever open up your house to a party... Like, you're just looking outside, what are the neighbors doing? Is it too loud? What's going down? Oh, she spilled again. Three times, drops a soda in the same spot. 
right? They, uh, you know, in the movies, like, they're playing with, like, you know, like, the, the flowers, and they're going crazy. That's the most stressed out thing ever, to have a party in your house. Can anybody can agree with that? Have you ever thrown a party at your house? Four people, awesome. We don't party, awesome. Student leadership's going to be packed tomorrow. Nobody parties. And what's crazy is, is that Christianity is like living a life that's not yours. Christianity is basically Jesus saying, yo, here's my house. Here are my ground rules, but come, come do what you want, and I'm going to guide you. Around these rules and around these parameters, I'm going to guide you. And what's crazy to me is Christianity is like living a life that isn't yours. But, man, without God, that's like living a life, throwing a party, just by yourself, no friends, and you just got hundreds of people coming in, and they're doing whatever the freak they want. How stressed out is your party when it's just you in the house alone? That's so stressful. And I'm probably venting right now. I threw a party in middle school, and it was like 20 friends. And it turned to like 46 people. I'm like, who are you, bro? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, who invited you? And they're like sliding down the stairs like, hey, 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 hey. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stressed out. Man, some of us have been trying to get our lives together because of what people have done to us. You know, some of us are trying to fix the pieces in our lives that people broke. We let people in to our lives and we get hurt. We let that guy in and he, he took something that he can never give back. Come on, you've, you've done some things and you let some people into your home, into your life, and they've damaged you in a way that, man, it still hurts and you really can't fix it. And that's, I, I want to make that analogy to a life living without Jesus. I want to read a small passage with you tonight. It's in Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. Anybody got a Bible in the house? Can you wave it in the air? If it's glowing, that's all good too. All right, all right. Put it down. Come on, Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. We got a huge Bible behind me. It looks cool. I'm reading from the message version, so it's a little bit different from your version. Here we go. You guys feeling good? You guys doing good? Hey, can I have like this whole section, like just make some noise on the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. Pretty good. Left side, can you make some noise on the count of three? One, two, three. Awesome. Where's my middle section now? Make some noise, middle. Matthew 9. Sorry. I should have been a club promoter in my past life. Matthew 9, verses 9 through 13. And it reads like this. I'm reading from back here because I like this. Passing along, Jesus saw a man at his work collecting taxes. Pause right there. Back in the day, someone would knock on your door and ask for your taxes. And these dudes, what they did was, they were, they were evil. Like tax collectors were like scammers nowadays. You know what they did? If, if the government required you to collect 2% from every household, they'd show up, knock on the door, and be like, yo, here's my warrant, thank you, 5% taxes. And whoever that was at the door is literally the law. They can have you arrested and thrown in jail. So as a, a, a citizen, you know, you got to give that 5%. They take the extra 3% and they pocket it. And everyone knew they were doing this. Like, it, they were just bold about it. So what happens is, Tax collectors automatically became this profession that everyone hated. Like, I hated tax collectors. I hate those dudes. Some of you guys feel like that with the cops. Not all cops are bad. Some are bad. 
Not all churches are bad. Some are bad. Not all dudes are dogs. Some are bad. I'm preaching right now. Let's get back to the message. He saw a man at his work collecting taxes, and his name was Matthew. Jesus said, come along with me. That was his altar call right there. Come along with me. Matthew stood up, and he followed him. Let's keep reading. Later, when Jesus was eating supper at Matthew's house with his close followers, a lot of disruptible characters came and joined them, a.k.a. All of Matthew's drug-dealing friends, all of Matthew's drug-pushing friends, the ghetto people, they just strolled on in the party. And Matthew's, you know, he's, he's tripping out. He's like, yo, I'm trying to get holy, and I got my dogs in. Hey, yo, Matt, hey, 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 hey. They coming in smelling weird, like, not even like drugs, just smelling weird. Like butt cheeks and dollar bills. Like, what are you smelling like? Smelling weird, they popping, hey, hey. He's like, yo. He shouted through the handshakes across the table, like, like, yo, what's up, bro? Give me the handshake. Jesus is with them. And they joined them. And the Pharisees, the religious people of the time, the people who knew the Bible back and forth, the people who were so right and so beautiful on the outside, and they walked beautifully, what did they do? They saw him keeping this company. They saw Jesus, they saw Matthew, and they saw those ratchet dudes chilling. And what they say, they had a fit, and they lit into Jesus' followers. I love what's next. What kind of example is this from your teacher acting cozy with crooks and riffraff? They were trying. Let's go back to that verse. They were trying them. Who? Go back. Who are you? Look at your teacher. Look at, look at your Jesus. Look at the guy you say who's supposed to be the son of God. Does that hit anybody in the heart real quick? Like, Jesus came down to this earth, God in human form, who he's chilling with. Look who's at his table. Crooks. Riffraff, what is that? Crooks. The dudes that you don't sit with at lunch because you might get your lunch stolen when you're not looking. The dudes that don't care if you're in a relationship, they're sliding in the DMs, and now you are in an awkward position because you love Jesus, and you have to be authoritative. I'm venting. What kind of example is this from your teacher to chill with these people? This is your Jesus. This is the Jesus we were just singing about. This is the Jesus we worship. This is our Savior. It's God in human form. And I love what Jesus is, the bomb. Up next, let's read the next verse. This is crazy. Jesus over, overhearing, he shot back. Who needs a doctor? The healthy or the sick? Go figure out what the scripture means. He's quoting scripture now. He goes, I'm after mercy, not religion. I'm here to invite the outsiders and not coddle insiders. We follow Jesus, that means we believe in a church that's full of outsiders. Come on, we believe that this house should be full of crooks. We believe that this house should be people who don't have it all together. So if you feel that way, I want to tell you, welcome home. If you feel like you're a bad person, I want to say, come on, say welcome home. Come on, say welcome home. Who needs a hospital? Who needs a doctor? The healthy or the sick? And he tries him. He goes, figure out what this verse, this verse means. I'm after mercy, not religion. I'm here to invite outsiders and not coddle insiders. I'm out of the worship team tomorrow. 
Man, I got a question. Have you ever chilled with someone who's just smelly? Like, I know some people got, like, issues, and I'm not, I'm not calling them out. I'm talking about, like, people, like, that just left gym class, and they'll give you, like, six hugs. Or, like, somebody with, like, really bad breath in the morning, and they're like, hello. You ever been around some smelly people? You know how hard it is to chill around some smelly people? Man, it's so hard. I have, like, amazing nostrils. Like, God gave me, like, supernatural nostrils. And if you, like, forgot to put deodorant on, like, you walk into this room, and I'm like, oh, my God. Somebody forgot to put deodorant on. That's some of y'all tonight. I ain't going to put you on blast. It's coming from this side. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you ever try to chill with someone who didn't, like, smelled really bad? It's kind of hard. Like, you give them dap. So, bro, oh. You get the dap out there, you know what I mean? For, for girls, it's worse because girls, you can't have any separation saying hi. You have to get up close and personal because they do the kiss thing, right? So girls have to get right there like you're done. And then they say, hi, how are you, you know? Hit the bounce back. <laughs> I just took an L on Bubba Bounce Back. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But somebody really just stinks. It's so hard to chill around them. It's so hard to talk to them. How many of you guys are, are just happy and just excited that God is not like you and me? How many of you guys are motivated to wake up in the morning and say, "May God, you're not like me. My last point tonight is this. God is not like us. He is not intimidated by your past, and he isn't bothered by who you are. No matter how, how bad you smell. This could be funny. This could be deep. I don't know. No matter how bad you smell. I feel like God runs after those people that stink. I told you, it could be deep or funny. You guys decide. <laughs> no matter who you are, God runs after you. And he's intimidated by what you've done. And when I say that, something strikes in your heart, right? Is it just me? Whenever I ask you, no matter who you are, no matter what your past looks like, you're thinking about the deep, dark secrets that your best friend don't even know. Like, oh, sweat, all that. Yeah. He is not intimidated by your past. He is not intimidated by your present. In fact, man, as the world, us people, we try to go away from these people and people that stink, people that aren't so holy, people that aren't so good, we try to separate ourselves. I feel like God is running towards those people. Those people in our world that are far away from God, he runs after you. And man, I want to close off with this thought. God wants to do an exchange. Tonight is called the exchange. And here's why. Because remember, Christianity is, can we throw that up, the definition of Christianity? My definition, my personal definition is this. It's living a life that isn't yours. What happens when you say yes to Jesus, and in a couple moments we're going to give you this opportunity to, whenever you do that, you know what you're saying? God, I, I want to make the exchange. God, I know I'm not perfect. God, I'm not, whatever. But I'm feeling something in my heart right now. And I, I, this kind of makes sense. I'm not perfect and I'm not good. And I'm probably not going to get better as time goes on. I'll probably get worse. I have full control over my life and it's not going so well. I have full control over everything that's going on in my life. And it's not going so well. Let me tell you something. Your life is so much better in God's hands. Your relationships are so much better in God's hands. Your everyday living 
is so much better in God's hands. Can we all just stand up on our feet tonight? Let's start to worship and let's start to sing and let's get everybody up. Amari, help us out. We're going we're gonna to be doing Holy Ghost Pentecostal altar call in a couple seconds. How many of you guys ready to worship? How many of you guys ready to worship? All right. We're about to turn up. But before we do that, man, I want to I want to make an announcement for those who want to make an exchange tonight. I want to make an announcement tonight for those who want to make an exchange and say, listen, I don't know who you are. I don't really know who God is, but man, I, I want to make an exchange tonight. I want to trade it all in. Every head bow, every eye closed. Nobody looking around. Nobody looking. Forget about the person to your left and to your right. Come on. It's just you and Jesus right now. It's just, come on, nobody looking around. Close your eyes, bow your heads. I believe God is going to meet you at your seat right now. Come on. I believe. I believe that God's going to meet you at your seat. Wherever you're at, wherever you find yourself, God's going to meet you right where you're at. Check this out. Check this out. On the count of three, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to make a decision that will forever change your life. I'm talking about like, it would turn your night into morning. It would turn your addictions into freedom. I believe in the next couple weeks, some of y'all are going to give up your drug addictions. Some of y'all are going to give up whatever it is that you feel like is holding you down. That sin that you feel is just bothering you and is bothering you and is bothering you. I believe that Jesus wants to remove it all away tonight. If you're in the room tonight, every head bowed, every eyes closed, it's just y'all and God. If you're in the room tonight and you want to make a decision to say, God, I'm ready for an exchange. God, I'm ready for all of you and none of me. God, I'm ready for all of you and none of me. Some of y'all are already crying because that's God touching your heart right now. Forget about the person next to you. On the count of three, if you want to make an exchange, all I'm going to ask you to do is lift your hands up. Every head bow, every eye closed. Let's have some, some privacy for all those in the room that want to make this decision. Come on, the count of three. Every head bow. Every eye closed. And the count of three. If you want to make this decision, if you want to make an exchange tonight, on the count of three, simply shoot up your hand. I'm going to count to three. Here we go. One. God loves you right where you're at. the hand of the person next to you. We're going to pray together. You know what the Bible says? You know what the Bible says? Come on, every, every eye up here for a sec. You know what the Bible says? All you got to do to be saved. You know what the Bible says? If you want to be saved, if you want to make this exchange, all you got to do is confess in your mouth and believe in your heart. That's all you got to do. This is the craziest deal ever. Like, in us is like the girl you see with the ugly old guy. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, no, nah, I love him. He may not look that good, but I love him. He may not perform that good, but I love him. You may not perform that well tonight, but God loves you. Yeah. 
You may not look that good tonight, but man, he wants your heart. And all he says to have this kingdom is to make a prayer. Every head bow, every eye closed. Let's say this prayer out loud. Come on, let's believe it tonight. And once we say amen, I want this altar to get filled up with people who are ready to worship. Come on, we're going to have like five minutes. But come on, all over this room, if you raise your hand, it was like 16. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say this. Come on, everybody, every, everybody in the room, come on, say Jesus. Jesus. I believe you are God. I confess my sins to you, God. I admit that I'm not good. But you are. God, wipe my sin away. And God, tonight I make an exchange with you. And I believe, come on, I believe, say it, I believe that God, the best is yet to come. Come on, I believe. God, that you have my best days already planned out for me. And everybody says, amen.